I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in for another edition of the B-Sides here at 92.9 The Game, Off the Woodwork, and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore, getting you ready for Atlanta United 2 and Huntsville City FC in MLS Next Pro. Yeah, you heard it right. That's going to be on 92.9 The Game on Sunday night starting at 7 o'clock with pregame coverage. Kickoff will be right after 7.30, and we'll have a little bit of a postgame taking you up to 10 p.m. It's a big game in MLS Next Pro for Atlanta. They're trying to bounce back after a very disappointing loss on the road in Orlando. Had a 2-1 lead, an opportunity to make it 3-1, and then things fell apart against 10-man OCB, who ended up taking the 3-2 win. It's been a wild ride of a season for Atlanta United, too. Uh, this is a team in MLS Next Pro who is adjusting to a new league. It's different than the USL Championship. The teams are generally a little bit younger, but not across the board. In Huntsville City, uh, the oldest team in MLS Next Pro. Some teams have taken more of a reserve team idea and older players that might jump straight into an MLS bench. Some other clubs in MLS Next Pro are looking at it more from a developmental perspective. Atlanta is one of those, often fielding one of the youngest teams each match day in MLS Next Pro. Right now, Atlanta is fourth in the Central Division of the Eastern Conference on 24 points, 6, 7, and 5. They have a plus 5 goal differential the twos have been really good at home, 6-2-1 and one overall at home. It's been on the road where it's been a struggle. They have not picked up a win yet, four draws, five losses. Huntsville started with a number of road games this season as they were getting their stadium ready to go. 
Uh, things have picked up for Huntsville, but they are right behind Atlanta, 22 points, two points back in the Central Division. 4-3-1 and one at home for Huntsville, but on the road like they will be on Sunday, 1-5-3. and three. They scored 30 goals, and they have conceded 28 this season. So, to get you ready for this match, let's hear from some of the protagonists involved. We're going to start with Atlanta United homegrown goalkeeper Justin Garces. I had a chance to catch up with Justin after training on Thursday, and here's what Mr. Garces had to say. Justin, just tell me how difficult it was dealing with the injury, being out so long, and now working your way back. Yeah, you know, I think for myself, the journey was long. But, you know, with the support of the staff here and, you know, both sides of the teams, you know, the players and the staff, I think it really helped me kind of go through it with a very positive mindset. And knowing that, you know, the support was there and the confidence was just generally building, building as I got stronger and stronger and ultimately leading to me getting back to playing. It's, you know, it, for me, it was, there's a lot of help in that side of it. So I think for me, the journey was, it was tough and there were struggles, but overall it was very positive. What was the hardest thing about it, the physical side of coming back or the mental side of getting back? Uh, I would say the physical. I think, yeah. um, you know, I spoke to some people during the journey and during the process and I was very open with my, you know, situation and I was telling them mentally it was tough at first, you know, the first couple of weeks, you know, just realizing like, wow, I'm out for a while now, so um, what am I going to do? But throughout the whole rest of it, I was very just kind of okay. You know, just knowing that the trust was there and the support was there, and overall mentally it was very, very good. I just wanted to come back. Coming through the academy and going to UCLA, how much did that time in college help you prepare for now? Tremendous. It was, it was a lot of, a lot of help, and it was stuff that I needed that I didn't, I didn't know at the time going into college that I needed. You know, realizing college soccer is very different than academy soccer, which is also very different to USL soccer. You know, the pro soccer. So getting to college and realizing, man, I'm not succeeding as much as I was maybe, let's say, in an academy, and understanding there are things that I need to grow in my game, and college really kind of opened that opened that idea to me, and, you know, thankfully I stayed for four years, and I was able to, you know, finish my time out there, and I'm very grateful for it. That first season last year as a pro, what was the biggest eye-opening moment about that transition from college to pro? I think definitely just the physicality of it, you know, just understanding the games you're playing, you're playing with guys on our team personally, like really we're younger guys compared to many guys in the USL. And we're playing against adult men who, you know, are fighting for a check, fighting for a spot on a, on a team. And, you know, the level of the game, might, the quality of soccer might not be very high, but just the physicality of, it, of you know, wanting to grind, wanting to win, getting the goals. And, and our side was defending, you know, realizing, you know, it's going to be a fight. It was very, very eye-opening for me, just realizing, you know, now it's every game is a fight. And, you know, there's more on the line. So back into the, the flow of things now, getting regular minutes. Sunday was a difficult one. How's the team bouncing back this week? You know, we felt it. Uh, we felt it initially after the loss. I personally felt it. You know, I, I told the guys, obviously, there was two mistakes there and other mistakes from the other guys that were on the team, too. But, you know, I think we all took it, you know, as a team effort that we it was it was on all of us to you know kind of bounce back now from the game and realizing we have a big game now on Sunday you know against a couple of former coaches and a new a new team in the league and uh, wanting to go out there and there's three three points on the line and we need to get them so I think now it's just switching over to there now to get it done Sunday what's the what's the keys in your mind it's about being a group you know understanding that 
yeah, we're coming off a loss, but you know, it's a new game and we all have to kind of put our best efforts together. And if we're going to win, we're going to win all together. And, you know, with the staff, the staff have been great all year and the guys have had a great mentality all year. And if we're going to win, we all have to do it together. I think it's going to be a big, big testament to our, our season, our game coming out on Sunday. Next up on this edition of the B-Sides, let's hear from Atlanta United 2 manager Steve Cook. I caught up with him after training on Thursday to talk about how the season has gone on the whole, how the team has responded to the game in Orlando, and some things to look for on Sunday against Huntsville City. Here is Steve Cook. We're just past the midway of the season. Let's get into kind of how that progression has gone in the first half of the year for you. Are you satisfied with where the team is right now? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it depends on what the goals are, right? So the, the goal is to help the young players get through the program, make great contributions in the first team when they can, and, and therefore have successful careers. Um, and then we have a team side of it, which is hopefully win as many games as we can, do as well as we can, and, and be in, in the playoff picture. Um, I think from the first perspective, the young players have done really, really well. I think not only the ones who are signed to the twos, but first team players getting minutes coming down have done exceptionally well. And actually, I believe if you look at that across the whole thing, they've done really well for the first team. Tyler Wolf has scored goals. Matchup Chops played for us and scored goals. Nicky Firmino went in and in his little cameo got a, got a goal. And, and I think that speaks volumes. And then you've also got other good performances from AJ Fortune who went to a Gold Cup. So I think from a young player development perspective first team minutes perspective it's been exceptional um, and then on the team side results have been a little inconsistent at times we haven't found our way to be uh, resilient enough away from home to to be where we want to be um, and certainly when we haven't seen the first team players drop in it, it's become more of a challenge um, how, however having said that Again, we've we've blooded uh, 13 teenagers this season, probably more to come. Uh, we've given, uh, I think out of the 198, I did this the other day, I don't, I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but um, 198 possible starts, 75 have been teenagers. So that in and of itself uh, is, is not a bad number. And I think all of the young players are improving. All of the young players have improved in their work ethic and their desire to play the game at a good level. And I think we'll we'll be able to then put some in the first team and help the first team hopefully win some games. I think when all of us in the game talk about development, we, we focus on the development of the individual as opposed to learning how to win. Yeah. And I feel like with this group, that's maybe been the biggest thing, is learning how to win games and be competitive to get into that playoff spot. How have you seen that progress this season? I would agree with you. Um, that that perspective is really important because I don't believe development and winning are, are separate entities. You know, you can't lose three nil and say, "Well, it's okay because we're developing," and you can't win five nil and say, uh, "Our goal is is to develop." If if you've if you've played twenty seven year olds in every position, so it's really important that both things are go hand in glove. And part of these young players' development is to learn in the difficult moments to win games. Like in Orlando, just the other day, we should have won the game, and and they. For whatever reason, we, we couldn't. I think one of the big things with young players is, is when, when they hit difficult moments, sometimes they can cave in. And I think when you've had a run of uh, 
results like this team in terms of past seasons you're going to have people who doubt themselves if they make a mistake you're going to have people who doubt whether or not the team can come through and do well and I think that has been one of the things that is always a work in progress I think we're better today than we were uh, at the beginning of the year but it is a constant work in progress and I think we will get there um, but I don't think you can turn that mentality around in just a short period of time and, and I do think as a club we need to also uh, probably look to, to that as a, an important factor as well and, and I, I think it's credit to the players I've never once questioned their work I think never once questioned whether or not they put in the desired amount of uh, passion into the game and I think because of that I think they'll be successful. How has the team responded to, to Sunday in Orlando? They've responded in the way that you would want them to respond, which is hard work, get down to business, serious, uh, and not accepting that that is uh, normal. And back to your last question, I think that is part of that, is that you can't just say, well, it's okay, we're a twos team. You have to want to win and do well and improve and progress in your career all at the same time. And, and so the response has been excellent. Some of the senior players have showed the way uh, and, and the young kids, as always, have, have really worked really, really hard. But again, uh, how they respond is going to be Sunday evening, uh, you know, 7.30 kickoff. That, that's that's going to be the measure of how they respond and not just a, a couple of training sessions. But I'm full of hope for them and, and, and to be fair to the players, they've done they've been magnificent. So I'm, I'm really pleased with them. One thing I've noticed with your group all year long on the coaching side is how much you empower your staff. How important has it been to have, whether it's Matt Lowry from the academy involved in sessions, Jose, yeah. um, Lewis, all of the crew, uh, Ricky as well. Like how, how important is it for them to feel like they take ownership over aspects of the group. It's critical, and, and not only for the team, but for their careers as well. And look, I, I, I sound like an old guy here, but I've been in everybody's position in the group, whether it be an assistant coach in Major League Soccer or whether I've been an academy director. I've been the guy who's helping out on the side a little bit. And I think when, when you feel like you have a little bit of ownership and autonomy in, in how things are going, when people then empower you to, to do your job well, one, you're more enthusiastic, and two, the players then will buy into the fact that that is a collective. Uh, I don't believe that I have the answers. I don't think anybody has the answers. I believe that it is a, uh, a real big effort from the coaching staff and also from the players. The players have to have input. The players have to have ownership. Everyone has to take their own level of responsibility in, in that as well. And uh, I think as, as young coaches, we have a pretty young coaching staff apart from myself. Um, and I think they need the responsibility because part of my role is not only to help the players be successful and help them with their careers, it's also to help the coaches progress in their careers, you know, and, and as somebody who's probably uh, been around it at different levels and had some success and had a lot of failure as well, um, I think it's really important that they don't feel like they are left on the sideline they, they're very much involved and therefore will feel responsible when the team performs well and they'll feel responsible when the team doesn't perform well if you look to the second half of the season what's the one aspect of the team's play that you want to see improve to to increase in the table and get that playoff spot i think there have been there's been several things one is to close out games in a way that when when you're winning by a goal you, you look confident you look comfortable you look like you've done this thing before and we're not always uh, on the back foot uh, 
part of that is I would like us to be a little bit more on the front foot, a bit more aggressive, play 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 front foot football, really make sure that without the ball we're, we 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 are dominant in in not only the way we work and the way we press, but also control the game when we don't have it, and also then when we do have the ball, be brave, be courageous on the ball, and I think most people will say as well we need to be better in the final space you know a final pass a finish uh, i think at times it's been really good but the you know as you saw in orlando the other day you can possibly go three one up and instead you you go quickly to two two because we, we we don't finish something that should have been and that is a not only an individual lesson for them but it's also a confidence thing i think for the whole team to to really grasp and if they do that i think we'll be successful and specifically looking ahead to huntsville what are the keys when, when you face a team like Huntsville that is kind of one of the older teams, like a few that you've seen this season? Well, they're the oldest um, and they are mature. They're pacey. They're kind of built more like a USL team than a, than a MLS Next Pro team. Um, I don't know how close Nashville are to that situation from the outside looking in, probably not hands-on. Um, and and but they're they're a real handful. They've got some excellent players, and yeah, they're a bit more mature, but they still want to perform. They still want to win. I've seen their season gradually get a little bit better. Uh, certainly, when they were playing games away from home early on, they were resilient and got some ties. And then at home, they've they've done quite well. Um, I'm expecting a tough, tough test. They're very quick in counter attack, uh, and they've got enough men on the team to defend. And and I think you know they're a team. I think the other week scored six and uh, you know they, they have the ability to give goals away as well so I'm expecting an exciting game I think it'll, there'll be a bit of emotion in the game for both teams uh, and I'm hoping that we can handle that and, and perform Next up on the B-Sides to finish up this show you're going to hear from Atlanta United to Midfielder Johnny Vial, one of the most exciting players to come out of the Atlanta United Academy. Vial really turned a lot of heads last year with his performance against Aberdeen in the offseason friendly. This year started great for Vial, then he had a broken bone in his foot that took him out of action for a while. Back now in his return, he had a couple of assists in a big home win last time out and in Kennesaw. Here's Johnny talking about his progression from the academy and what to look for this weekend. Let's start with just the transition from coming to the academy to playing professionally. What's been the hardest thing for you? Uh, just the difference of game speed and the physical aspect. That was pretty much the biggest change to, from academy to the pro level. I know you came through Alianza Soccer Club first. Um, actually, I saw you at a tryout before the academy <laughs> was starting. I had completely forgotten that. A friend of mine reminded me. Um, Alianza, great club here in the Atlanta area. They produce so many players. What did they help you with when you were young to get to this point? Um, they helped me with a lot of things, soccer-wise and out of soccer as well, being on time, being early and stuff, and which helps here because they do the same here. They're a bit more strict here as well. It's helped me a lot as well. The level of physicality in USL Championship, MLS Next Pro, you know, how do you handle that in your game as somebody who's going to be on the ball a lot and taking a lot of hits? Just got to be ready to take the hits there. All of them are bigger than me, more physical, so you just got to play smart, play faster, and think ahead before you get the ball. So you had an injury earlier in the season, um, took you out for a long period of time after a great start. How difficult was it being on the sidelines? 
Yeah, it was very hard. Uh, obviously, after I got hurt, my team started winning a lot, and I wanted to be with them through those games, and I couldn't, so it was pretty hard. And I just wanted to be with them when they were winning as well. The opportunities you've had with the Mexican youth national teams, how much has that helped you progress as a player? Yeah, it was uh, something I wished for to play with them, and I'm happy that I'm playing with them right now. And yeah, they helped me a lot with um, gym. We do gym over there as well, which I think is a bit tougher in here a little bit. Yeah. And when I come back, I get I feel more fitter when I come here as well. So that's good as well. So Sunday was a difficult one down in Orlando. How has the group responded this week in training? Uh, come back working harder and. We want to win, so we're keeping on, we're working, we're working. Hoping for a big crowd on Sunday in Kennesaw. In your mind, what are the keys that you guys have to do to get three points? Uh, work together and get the first goal. It's a big thing, and defend. Thanks so much to Johnny Vial, to Steve Cook, and to Justin Garces for their time today after training as Atlanta United 2 gets ready to host Huntsville City on Sunday. Kickoff is just after 7.30. You can listen to the game live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app starting at 7 o'clock. Myself, Jarrett Smith, John Nelson, we will take you through everything from Kennesaw. And don't forget, you can always listen to Atlanta United 2 radio coverage on our Soccer Down Here network. You can listen at SoccerDownHere.net. You can listen on the Soccer Down Here app or the Spreaker app. Home and away radio calls all season long in MLS Next Pro for Atlanta United 2. If you haven't had a chance to check this team out, either live or watching or listening highly recommended all the young talent coming through this team it's exciting to see them continue to develop and this year we have seen so many of those players come from the second team into the first team score goals defend well the Nick Firmino goal for example Tyler Wolf's goals Jay Fortune just so many Players have had significant moments with Atlanta United 2 that have then become significant contributors for Atlanta United. And speaking of Atlanta United, do not forget Tuesday night, Atlanta United League's Cup opener on the road in Fort Lauderdale facing Inter-Miami. Maybe Lionel Messi's on the field. Maybe Sergio Busquets is on the field. Maybe Jordi Alba's on the field. We know Tata Martino will be on the sideline, and there's a strong possibility Joseph Martinez will be on the field for Inter-Miami. All of the things Tuesday night will have pregame and postgame coverage from Drive Pink Stadium. And then Atlanta United is back at home at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday, July 29th, hosting Cruz Azul. Second game of the League's Cup, they'll know exactly what kind of result they have to get there to either qualify for the knockout round or win the group. Can't wait for both of these games. The League's Cup is going to be a very exciting competition. There's another competition going on as well, and we're covering it in depth on 92.9 The Game. The Women's World Cup 
will be live tomorrow night after the U.S. Women's National Team opens the tournament against Vietnam, 11 p.m. on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Myself, Jessica Charman, will walk you through everything from the U.S. opener, everything that's happened in the tournament so far. We'll look ahead at the rest of the weekend as well. Our World Cup preview is up on the Off the Woodwork podcast, as well as an interview with Jonas Eideval, the manager of Arsenal. And he had some predictions to make that made Jess very, very happy, and also some great, great insight into the English national team, into the U.S. national team, into the Swedish national team. Uh, it's been a very busy week in the soccer department at 92.9 The Game, and it's only going to continue to ramp up the summer with Leagues Cup, with Women's World Cup, and now with Atlanta United 2 on Sunday night. Thank you to everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back soon with another edition of The B-Sides on Off the Woodwork. Adios, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.